So you didn't watch the Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus last night? I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. I didn't know. When I heard about it, that was a joke. Why would it be a joke? Because Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. You think them niggas is a joke? I think them going versus is kind of is kind of funny. I think there's no more appropriate lineup for a versus than Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. I think that like if you if you told me that um, it was Bow Wow gonna be performing somewhere like that could that make sense? And then somebody else other boys go before somebody like that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're gonna both perform simultaneously in a battle formation. I'm just like, I don't that why? You wasn't trying to turn up to kiss me through the phone? No. 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 Can you name me one Bow Wow song? Um by by title, not by like lyric or hook or anything like that. I'm like, trying really hard right now. Just like, give me one. I'm just, come on. <laughs> give me one song by Bow Wow or Lil Bow Wow. You, you go through this early catalog as well. I'm cool with that. Is it Fresh as I'm Is on Bow Wow? Fresh as I'm, uh, I think that is Bow Wow. I got, I got it. I got my one. It's close enough. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. I remember one time I was working at a club and Bow Wow came through to host one of the parties. And this was when he was, he was on 106 in Park. And um, he's really a small framed individual. Yeah. Like he earned that little and little Bow Wow, man. Yeah. He's all little. He was very little. Very all small. L I L apostrophe. Who was his famous girlfriend? Was it Sierra? It was Sierra. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God! Imagine dating Sierra and then seeing her now. I mean, he's he he's a bit hurt about it. he's a bit hurt about it though. I think he's. They're all hurt. You just heard about it. You gotta be hurt about it. He keeps it. talking about her on the fucking record. I mean, it's like. But I would be too. You know why? Because I see Sierra and I see. Perfection, you, and then like you see the like the guys in the um, sweater vest. It's like, babe, you okay? Like they want to talk when they're talking to like Bow Wow or she's talking to the future. Is it, babe? Everything all right? Mm-hmm. He just kind of like walks back inside and loafers. Yep. Yep. So watching you, give you like the two finger thing too. He's always watching. He's always watching. Uh, just like us, we're always watching. We're on Instagram. We're just watching. On the Instagram. At State Your Take. Creepily. Creeping on your posts and your stories. Yeah, we're just lurking. Lurk. Big lurk. It's not scary. leaving any messages, not leaving any DMs, no want, comments. If you want someone to lurk your page. Yeah. And make you somewhat uncomfortable. Yeah. We're the people for that. We're the, absolutely the people we're for that. We're just going to come in. We're just going to look at your stuff. No comments. We're just going to look at it. No likes. Spend like at least five seconds on on your page and just scroll on past it. No DMs. Nope. Just vibes. Just vibes. Uh, but thanks for checking us out. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, subbing, sub submersing, submersing yourself into our universe here, the state your take extended cinematic universe. Yep. Um, how was your week? It was busy. Like, it was busy. Um, 
You look very sullen when you say that. Because I, I, cause we got, I, don't, I worked a lot and I was just busy. That's all you ever do is work. I know. Like you just look, you just look very beaten. Because it's like when you think about when you think about working, mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like all that you do. Yeah. Like you spend like a little time to yourself and you just work most of the time. Yep. And it's like you're working all these times for this, like these little times of freedom. Right. And you go back to work for the, all these other times to get a little more amount of freedom. That's why that so freedom is so sweet, though. I know it is, but it's just like, damn, is that how it's supposed to? Is this how it's supposed to be? It's not, but that's how. It I is. just, yeah, just, that's kind of what the beat look of. I'm like, this is this is this it? This, <laughs> this is what this we're is doing. Uh, we hung out on Thursday again. We got to well, I played poker and you showed up super late. Yeah, because I was leaving work. That's why I was late. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, that so sense. Uh, I, I I would rather have not been late. Yeah, but I was working the more time to get the small free time. I'll be honest with you; it's a good thing that you were late because that game was rigged. Was it rigged? I'm telling you, it was rigged. I got nothing that night. I got nothing. So who was it rigged for then? Fucking David, like it always is. Well, that's how that's how cards work. That is how cards work. I when mean, they're if rigged. game is rigged against you, then you probably shouldn't play that. I didn't say it was anymore. rigged against me. I'm just saying it was rigged for him. So yeah, it's that's those why can't those be the same thing? Because I won that one night. Okay. But I I still lost mostly to David. So are we all just losing to David then? So far, yeah. So then I mean if it's rigged for David, then like why are we still playing? <laughs> well, here's what I suggest that we do next time. What's that? Next time we I'll play the game. Uh huh. If we let him win, or he just wins because he cheats, and then we just beat him up at the end of the night and take our money back. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea, right? Been thinking I, all week about that. If they, if you think he, if if the money is more important than the friendship, then yes, yeah, a great idea. Money is always more important than the friendship. Sorry. Okay, well there you go. Haven't you watched any movie ever? Okay, yes. great. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of watching stuff, um, have you watched anything cool this week? Just uh, the finals. The NBA finals. Yeah. The Eastern and Western Conference finals. Yeah. I think last time we talked, they were still actually they were deciding just, yeah. who's going to be where and when. Correct. And, yeah. What is your assessment so far of the playoffs? The crazy thing that, the crazy thing that I've ever seen in any playoffs ever was Ben Simmons' performance in Game 7. Yeah. Okay. So for anybody that doesn't know, Ben Simmons is the number two. Well, he was at the time the number two player on the Philadelphia 76ers, the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, some might say the best team in the league during the regular season. Um, And this man has been troublesome in some ways in terms of like his shooting ability and his uh, tenacity, I would say, his aggressiveness. And in the elimination game against the the Atlanta Hawks, he crumbled under the pressure, some would say. I mean, I don't even know if you could say crumble because it's like he wasn't there at all. Yeah. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball. He didn't score any points. And... Most notoriously, when he had the opportunity to score a very easy play, a very easy dunk, he passed the ball to another player who ended up 
getting fouled and not scoring. I've never seen anything like that from just like the number two player on any squad. In You've never squad. really seen a player lose their confidence like that in real time. Yeah, like I've seen players just have off nights. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen players can go like, oh, he went one for 12 or, you know, he just couldn't or just couldn't find the bucket. Just the shot was just off all night. You can see, see that. But I've never seen anyone just not shoot. Yeah. That was wild to me. In an elimination game. It was wild. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is wild. He's not shooting at all. And remember, this was a team that was pegged to at least win the Eastern Conference, if not win the entirety of the championship. Like, they had a very easy road to winning a championship. It's like... I can make fun of like a bad shooting. I just, I don't know what that was. I was like, this is I was like, this is weird. It's a, it's very clearly a mental block yeah. that he has. Like it's not a physical thing because he still has the you know all the physicality, all the physical gifts that he's had since coming out of LSU. Right? He went to LSU, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that. It's not like he's hurt. It's just a mental thing. So weird. What do you think they're gonna do? I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I, I think they, they got to move him. I mean, the Sixers came out with an official statement saying that they're willing to work with, with him next, next I season. I think you're supposed to say, though. Yeah, that is what you're supposed to say. I but mean, also, Doc Rivers know. failed to answer if he believes that they could win a championship with him as their point guard. Okay. And he kind of sold him under the river and then doubled back and said, like, I shouldn't have said that. So, I mean, who knows, man? It's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Philadelphia 76ers, considering that they still have Joel Embiid, who is – in his prime, and they are still a very strong team, but now you have an Atlanta Hawks team with that knows that they have the biggest dick in the fucking, <laughs> at least in the Eastern Conference. So it's tough to deal with a team like that when you know they have your number. Yeah. But otherwise, what do you think about what's going on in the West between the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> I, th- I think that... Uh... I've never I, the fact that I got to see a game end on an inbound. That's alley, crazy, right? That was hilarious. That was awesome. Oh, this is crazy. Did you see the video of Wilbon and yeah. Stephen A. Smith? They didn't know what to do. Looking like, on in shock. Because the thing is like I think we all knew that that was coming, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way that they were forming and the fact that, you know, they've they've used that play before. You have you you have Aiden in the game with 0.9 seconds left. DeAndre Aiden is in the game. There's 0.9 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Like, you know that's what, like, you're going for the lob. You got Jay Crowder inbounding the ball, looking cool as ice. He throws the ball up just high enough towards the rim, and then they, Aiton slams it into the bucket, and then the game's over, and people are like, no, that was goaltending, but it's, there's a rule where it says, like, if you're inbounding the ball, it can be over the rim. It doesn't have to be, like, a shot, was, so to speak. I was, I was like... Like, what's Aiton gonna do with 0.9 seconds left for the game? Like, I mean, let's ask that, ask you to have that question. It's no. like, if it's it true. really makes me wonder why teams don't do that more often. I don't know because it's not, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do, which it, is why it was so amazing to watch. They made it look easy, but they it's not it easy so to do. So easy. It's made it look very easy to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, Suns are up. What's three one now? Yeah, against the Clippers. So <laughs> Suns, and, Suns and five. Do we think it's gonna be Suns and five? Maybe it was just funny, like to see uh, after the game, a- after the dunk, like the Clippers have time left. I was like, look at the look at the bit, look at the bench of the Clippers. They don't, they don't even know what the fuck happened just now. Like, yeah, they even, are like, lost. They like they're they like, were lost. They, I was like, I was like, yeah, what are you going? What are they going to the ball at this point? Yeah, nothing. Uh, I think it was on, it was on Thursday when we were at 
Rick's playing poker and Paul George was kissing to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And then we all kind of hoped that he would shovel the game away because well, who kiss who blows kisses to the crowd? Here's dude? the thing, it's not that we hope, we just thought No, I, don't, I hoped. I don't I, I had hopes. I don't wish ill will towards Paul George. He just it just happens to find him a lot. I don't wish ill will towards him either. I just like when he makes a fool out of himself. <laughs> Because he he doesn't learn his lesson. I mean, look, that's what I'm saying. I mean, in that in that sense, you're kind of right. But I was just like, I didn't. I wasn't rooting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. I just felt like this is this is on par for Paul George. Yes. Just like fuck this game. We have to blow a kiss to the crowd. It's kind of this is this is kind of his judge at this point. It would have been a very Shakespearean ending. Yeah, it, in that way, very very Paul Georgian. Yes. Are you watching Loki? I am. Did you see episode three? I did. Did you like episode three? I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know anything about. I don't really follow Loki. No. And I don't really follow like anyone. Like, I don't know anyone no. in the storyline. No. And I'm like, this is fine. I'm just trying to see where it goes. But yep. right now, I'm just. He like like one of one of his one of his um alternate timeline person, persons is a female. Yep. And. We learned that Loki's bi. Yeah, we did learn that in a very throwaway line. Like it wasn't like which a is big fine. Reveal. Which is fine because I feel like that's how it should be. But also, okay, if you're a god, like a literal god, yeah, why wouldn't you fuck everything? I don't know why. I guess it makes it like why would you not? It's yeah. all the same, right? Like, right. Like, like just... gender is not even a real thing for you. I made gender. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not even like I don't even like I don't even have. You ever seen Dogma? Yeah. Remember when Alan Rickman first appeared as the angel or the voice of God or the messenger of God and like he pulled his pants down and he didn't have a dick? Yeah. Or he didn't have a he didn't have a vagina, like he had nothing down there. Yeah. That's that's basically what gods are, right? So it's like, yeah, if you can fuck if it's a warm, wet hole, have fun. Or maybe or maybe it's or maybe you want something filling your warm wet hole. Sure. Yeah, other way around. We both we all have warm wet holes. And in a way, we all have something that can fill a warm, wet hole, whether it be a, a digit or a tongue or a toe. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing where you're going. Like I'm just like I'm uh, just saying we could all fuck anything we want to. So yeah, for Loki to be bisexual, it, it it's completely on tracks. Tracks, yeah. tracks totally tracks. Definitely, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you, I don't know what the hell's going on either, but that's what makes the show very interesting to me. Yeah, it's, it's the one show where. You know, I tried to figure out WandaVision and got that sort of right. Yeah. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, there wasn't really a lot of mystery to it. It was just a very once you just kind of wanted to see what was going to happen next. You wanted to see how the story was going to advance. Yeah. This one, you got no frame. I got no frame of reference for it. I got no idea about what's going to happen. So I'm really into, like, I'm looking forward to these episodes more and more because I just want that story to unravel. Yep. Same. Uh, I watched Batman: The Long Halloween Part One okay. on Amazon Prime, and I loved it. I can't recommend it enough. I am admittedly biased because this is my favorite Batman story. This is my favorite Batman comic, written by Jeff Loeb, illustrated by Tim Sale. It's gorgeous. It was the first Batman story that I read after watching Batman Begins and like really understanding Batman again. Okay. For the first time, because the first time I was like, Batman's a fucking moron. Like he's such a fucking dull character. I hated Batman. And then I watched Batman Begins, and I was like, oh, I get it. It's, he's kind of cool. Um, 
but yeah, I loved the animated version of it. Um, Naya Rivera plays Catwoman. It's her, it's her last role she did before she passed away. Oh. So it's a nice little tribute to her as well. Um, Josh Dumel plays Harvey Dent. And uh, Jensen Ackles, Ackles, the guy from Supernatural, yeah. he plays Batman. Okay. He does a really good job. Really phenomenal. Good. Um, you watching anything else? You watching anything cool? Uh, the Shy. Yeah, you mentioned that. Is this the new season? Yeah, season three. How do you liking it so far? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, it's a lot of a lot of different, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of very deep storylines, a lot of a lot of deep storytelling, <laughs> a lot of deep storytelling. Oh yeah. But yeah, like, but also thinking about shy, the shy is that it's also very, it's like, it's kind of the, the, there's an art form to the show. It's like it's just kind of like it, 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 it celebrates blackness in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I just in that way this the style that is shot sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, like I think it's pretty cool to watch though. And they're and it's Lena Waithe has wrote it, so it's right. it, it asks a lot of very difficult questions sure. and stuff too. So uh, it's a good show. Um between that and Black Monday, is there anything else on Showtime that's worth subscribing for? <sighs> Jesus and Mero. Oh but they put all their clips on YouTube. I mean, yeah, but I mean, still, like, if you, I mean, if you want to watch, if you ask me if anything to watch them, it's these and Mero. That's true. You're right. Deezus they are on there. there uh, but I watch all their clips on YouTube, so I feel like I'm still supporting them. I'm still supporting the brand. Yeah. As I, long as I, I'm not getting showtime. I mean, yeah, like, is there anything else to showtime worth watching? I don't, I haven't, I don't, I don't, I never watched Billions, so I don't, I can't tell you about that one. What's the other one that they had? Um, the one that everybody loves, the fucking uh, the like the trash show, like the, the trashy people. Oh, Shameless. Yeah, that went off the rails like around season like five though. Like, you don't you don't fuck with it. I mean, I, 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 it's over now, and I watched the end because at that point I'm like pocket I was like I want to see where this goes, but honestly, like I think that show, basically like Amy Rossum's in the show when it starts off, and she leaves towards the end of it, and like who when, Amy Rossum? Who's that? She's she's an actress. I'm trying to think of what she's in. I'll look her up. Keep going. Yeah, but she's um she's in the show for most of this. She plays a big role in the show, and kind of like when the, when she leaves the show, it, it, the quality of it kind of drops. Um, and the thing is that the show's kind of been waning anyway. Oh, this is Emmy Rossum. Yeah, she plays Fiona Gallagher. I'm a fan. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, so, but like when she leaves the show, like it kind of drops steeply, the quality of the show, I mean. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I would say that show's probably gets like the season six. Okay. Or season seven. Like, I don't know. It's like that show kind of fell off a bit to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, double back next week and talk more about Loki episode four. Um,. Okay. You want to talk about, let's just give this a toss up. Do you want to talk sports? Do you want to talk politics? Or do you, would you like to talk structural engineering? <laughs> just give me, a, give, me a, give me a clue on where, what direction you want to head in first. Feels like Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, this is the category. Sports. You want to talk sports? I feel like I have to pick structural engineering. Structural engineering for, yeah. for 200? Yeah. Okay. Dateline. 
Before building collapsed, $9 million in repairs were needed. Um, owners of the units in the Florida Oceanfront condo building that collapsed with deadly consequences were just days away from a deadline to start making steep payments towards more than $9 million in major repairs that had been recommended nearly three years earlier. That cost estimate from the Morabito Consultants engineering firm in 2018 meant that owners at the Champlain Towers, Chaplain, is it Chaplain or Champlain? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like half it's gone anyway. Uh, the Chaplain Towers South were facing payments of anywhere from 80000 for one bedroom unit to 330000 or so for a penthouse to be paid all at once or in installments. The first deadline was July 1st. One resident whose apartment was spared, Alberto Aguero. Alberto, Alberto Aguero, does that sound right? Sure. Uh, had just taken on the loan to cover his eighty thousand dollar bill. Um. So yeah, if you guys haven't heard, and I don't know how you haven't, because this news has been all over the place. Yeah. A building in Miami. Half of the building just fucking collapsed. Fucking fell, dude. Out of nowhere. Wait, here's the thing. We said I don't know. That's very. That's that's a very good. Uh, I'm glad you started. I'm glad you said that. Okay. Because when I was at when I went to work, I was talking to some other colleagues at work, and they were just like, "Man, I can't believe that that building just fell like that out of nowhere." I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "Yeah, because that's crazy, man. That baby, that building just kind of fell like I don't know." I'm like. Buildings, buildings don't fall out of nowhere. I don't. I. I just want to tell people like buildings don't fall out of nowhere. Yeah. Chances are, what actually happened was there was a guy that came and checked the building for the guy who owned the building, and the guy who checked the building got to own the building. And say, hey, you have all these things wrong with your building. You really need to fix them, or your building's gonna fall. And he was like, nah. <laughs> and then he didn't do those things, and then the building fell. Well, it's funny that you say that, Ed, because there's a report on the CBS local Miami page that said that a former maintenance manager of the condo told um, the Fede, is it the Fade? I don't know. He's a he's a investigative reporter. The Fade. For the, yeah, the Fade. I think it's the Fede. He told a, a reporter, a journalist, that uh, he was concerned with the saltwater intrusion he witnessed in the late 90s. The 90s. The 90s. So, yeah, I mean, this is a fucking, you know, condo that's right on the water. And so the water from the ocean is going to, you know, splash and, you know, be blown into the building itself. And I guess yeah. that salt is going to corrode and erode and, you know, over time cause structural integrity problems to the to the building. Um, and, I mean, you can see the photos from some of this corrosion and it's it's basic stuff like it's nothing that really you know costs a lot of money to repair but if go if gone unchecked your building might fall yeah your building might fall over um this is terrible i mean a lot of people are still missing some people are dead like i said 157 people are still missing yeah which is wild i'm just like yo like that's the bill and it's just weird that people say like, "Oh, it just kind of fell out of nowhere." Like buildings don't fall out of nowhere. Buildings do not fall out. That's of nowhere. That's not how that works. But you know what's even fucked up is that like even more fucked up is that like you said, mad people have probably been saying like, "Yo, like this needs to be fixed," and nobody went around to fix it. And this is just one building. 
There's, There's just one building. So you can't even put a number on how many other buildings in the area yeah, dude. Or might be dealing with the same kind of problems. It's frightening. Like, well, I think, like, it's frightening because, like, I think the only thing I'm glad that I'm glad that the, where I live now is like new. It's like it's a pretty new building. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like you, you gotta wonder about like other places you go to if it's like an old apartment building. Like you, you gotta wonder, um, what are they like when this shit goes? If something's creaking, it's like that's kind of I don't know. It's weird that you would just because they didn't know. No one's paying eight thousand dollars for a, for a, um, a condo and knows that it was gonna it can fall in a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about investigative journalism. All I know is what I see in the movies. But I would like to think that this would be the cause for some sort of investigation into the political regulation developer uh, payoff here, grease the palm there kind of scheme that may have contributed to these people losing their homes and their lives and money, essentially. Yeah. Um, Got to be kind of weird if you're in the part of the building that didn't collapse, though, right? Like you're just sitting there chilling, like nothing's really wrong, like you still have power, like you, you can still live your life, but you look out your window and you just see devastation. I just picture there's a guy in that building that just kind of like opened his door and then like kind of walked outside and then just saw like the, the hallway is gone. I mean, you move, right? You got to. You, you move for free, right? Like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure like half the building collapsing gets you out of any lease. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know at least like what kind of ironclad exists. Like you got to stay here. It's like I think I can leave now. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to keep my eye on this one because this is a very strange occurrence. That I mean, you just don't see this kind of shit every day. No. But when you do see it, you kind of hope that there's going to be someone held accountable. I thought like it was like a bomb or something. I was like, oh, it just fell. It looks exactly like that. It just fell. It looks exactly like a bomb went off. Nope, it just fell. Or a missile hit it or something. But it just fell. But it just fell. It just fell. No earthquake, no nothing. No earthquake, no nothing. No, it just fell. No warning sign. Was it a strong storm? Nope. Nope. Just fell. Just a single gust of wind. Yeah, a light breeze. (sighs) Top of the building. Terrible, man. It was chilly. I was there. It was a brisk breeze. Shouts to Miami, though, man. Okay, you still have some categories left on the board. You have uh, politics, uh, vaccination research, cheating wives, and oh, um, we'll just say other. Wow, other seems so enticing right now. <laughs> you want to go other? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Man, I don't know. You want me to read them off again? Yes, please. Okay, so you have politics, uh-huh. vaccine research, cheating wives, and other. Can we go vaccine research? Vaccine research for 200. Yeah. Dateline! John Stockton says he's done, quote, significant amount of research in anti vaccine documentary. John Stockton of former Utah Jazz fame, former NBA player, former All-Star, former Olympic gold medalist. Gonzaga alum. Gonzaga alum. uh, One half of the John Stockton, Carl Malone duo. He's Stockton. He's the Stockton part. Yeah. Um, And now with this new evidence, um, (sighs) fucking anti-vaxxer. 
The medical community has done a significant amount of research to ensure the vaccinations are safe and effective as possible in the greater goal of ending the COVID-19 pandemic. Apparently, NBA legend John Stockton has done the same, though he has come to the opposite conclusion as the vast, vast majority of experts. In a snippet from an anti-vaccine documentary, the Utah Jazz great explained that his stance on the vaccine and how he feels about the public perception of the COVID-19. Quote, this virus isn't cheating us of this opportunity. Uh, wait, hold on. This isn't a virus cheating us of this opportunity, Stockton said. It's the guys making decisions saying, no, no, we're too scared. We're going to shut everything down. Sit in your house and be careful. My kids and grandkids hearing these things and accepting them as truth when I know by my significant amount of research that it isn't, it's very frustrating. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, we declared that Donovan Mitchell, Spider, is the greatest player in Utah Jazz history, right? We said that with our whole chest, and we said that firmly in the stance of Carl Malone being kind of an asshole and definitely a pedophile, right? And I'll admit, at that time, I felt a little bad about shading John Stockton. But you know what? Fuck John Stockton, man. What the fuck is this, dude? First of all, where the hell has John Stockton been for the past 25 years? Watching Gonzaga game? Haven't heard a peep out of John Stockton. And now this is his reintroduction back into society? This bullshit-ass quote-unquote documentary? I would, I would have imagined kind of like a, a line of shorts. John Stockton, you mean like pants, like short pants, not like short films. No, no, yeah, shorts, absolutely not. You're yeah, talking like runner shorts. Runner shorts. Because he was famous for having the above the knee right. shorts. And, which is coming back a lot more now. You see, I mean, you can't see me right now, but my shorts right now are above the knee. I'm saying though, so like, I'm showing my So when, when I saw the headline for John Stockton, I was like, oh, My thighs are out. So when I saw the headline for John Stockton, I thought, sure, this is what this is. He's going to get his claim to fame now. Like, he's like, oh, it's thighs out. It's all me. Thighs out, skies out. This is all me. It's all this is my me. territory. I've yes. been having my thighs out since the 80s. Listen, his creamy white thighs are burned into my memory. Like, even when, even after the Fab Five, I still have my thighs out. Can I, can I just pause that real quick? Creamy white thighs? <laughs> just going to pause that real quick. Okay. Okay. Continue. Yeah, but like I, th- so when I saw his name, I thought surely, okay, he's making shorts. Mm-hmm. But no, instead he's he's telling me by significant research on vaccines, the significant research from a former from point guard. One of the things that sticks in my head is losing someone like Steph Curry to basketball would be a crime. That quote attributed to talk- to Stockton says. I just think it, what a disappointment to this world would be if that guy didn't become who he is. So I wonder who we're missing out on right now. Hey, yeah, you know what? You know, you know, you know what? You know what's a real crime is the people that we missed out on because they passed away. But what did he even just say there? I don't know. I don't. Uh, what? I don't know what he's talking about. Huh? I don't know what he said, dude. I just said. I don't speak Stockton. I don't know what that like was. Was that like no? Read that sentence again and see like was there even a thought in that sentence? I just think what a disappointment to this world it would be if that guy didn't become who he is. So I wonder who we are missing out on right now. Huh? Uh, uh, what? I don't know. I, I, uh, 
That is it. Is he on? It sounds like he's on ayahuasca. It sounds like he's fallen victim to someone who he trusts falling victim to one of the many bullshit talking points that sound good enough if you don't have anybody around you who is smart. I just. Listen, well, man. He says, listen. He said he, he said significant research though, but what? What research did you like? How, how like are you what? Research? Like what research did you what? do that is more that is so significant that you just can't present it? Googling is not research, okay? There are levels to this shit. Googling is not research. Googling makes you know more about things than you knew before you Googled it. That is it. It is not research. They are not one and the same. I cannot tell you that enough. So I'll tell you about your research. You Google shit. That's not research. It's not research. Just real quick before we move on, I just want to say that your balloon has dropped significantly since the last time I seen it. Still hanging in there. Still hanging in there, but, but it's, it's it's not flying as high as it was. His strength is not where it was though. The strength is, his strength is waning. Strength is waning. I think he's I think he's got another week in him, and then he's and he's he's done. Yeah, no, the the, the climbs are pretty rapid. Um, so a week. It may not even be a week though, but we'll see. I got good. I got high hopes for a week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll we're shooting for a week. Okay. Your remaining categories, politics, cheating wives, and other. Politics. Politics, okay. Dateline! Democrat senator refuses to leave all-white privileged beach club despite championing racial justice. Democratic U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. Hold on. It's in your name? White is in your name? <laughs> You got a lot of explaining to do. He's also like a guy that works in the, he's a senator in his house, same as White House. U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse has apologized for, but has not left an elite private beach club that refuses to accept anyone who is not white. Go Local Providence, a local publication to, in Providence, Rhode Island, confirmed Mr. Whitehouse in 2017, oh, sorry, confronted. Mr. Whitehouse in 2017 about his membership at Bailey's Beach Club in Newport, which does not allow minorities into its ranks and is considered to be one of the most exclusive clubs in the United States. I think it would be nice if they changed a little bit, but it's not my position, Mr. Whitehouse told the outlet at the time. The publication approached him again this year, asking if the club has made any progress on his regressive acceptance policies since that interview. I think the people who are running the place are still working on that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet, Mr. Whitehouse said. Membership to a whites-only elite social club would generate criticism for any politician, but for Mr. Whitehouse's position as not only a Democrat, but a one who claims to champion progressive <laughs> issues, makes his patronage of the club even more infuriating for his critics. Um, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to talk about the most. Okay, you remember that movie Get Out, right? Yeah. You remember how the family would uh, welcome him with open arms and say, like, oh, I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could have? Oh, very cringy still. Very cringy. But Jordan Peele was essentially screaming in our faces that liberals and Democrats and left-leaning people can be super fucking racist <laughs> as well. 
It's just in a different way. We talked about this before. We talked about this before, where uh, you know, uh, uh, right-leaning or alt-right people can be racist and and spew the most vile, disgusting, hateful rhetoric about minorities or, or you know, transgender people or whatever the fuck. It's the same kind of thought process on the other side, but instead of uh, hate and fear, it's pity. And, and like, uh, oh, oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh, it's so bad. It's the same kind of bullshit, all right? So you being a Democrat does not it, uh, does not excuse you or wash your hands clean of being a racist prick. His response to, like, leaving the country club is the, is the best of me. He's like, ah, God, what am I going to do? Yeah, what do you, you know, want me to do? Like, ah, I, don't, I wish they let you in, but hey. Hey, it's not my place. What am I going to do? I don't have any. What am I going to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I mean, right. it's like, they have really great crab cakes. I don't know what the fuck. Have like, you tried the club sandwich? Of course you haven't because you're not invited. You can't get in. You but if you had it, you understand. Fuck, yeah. So, like, fuck all this, dude. <laughs> This is this is stupid. I hate this. I hate this guy. I hate the fact that because you're a Democrat, that automatically you just get a pass. Like you're championing racial issues. They 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 picked you. But are you though? But they picked you. But are you? Are you? Is he really a a, a champion? Like because what has he done? Who picked this guy? Despite his inclusion in the club, Mr. Whitehouse has spoken out about systemic racism in the United States following the deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. The senator issued a statement of solidarity with racial justice movement. Oh, okay. That's what you did. Oh, okay. So you said something real nice about black people. I bet he had one of those Kente, Kente Klausners kneeling. I bet he had somebody in his staff pen that fucking statement and he just like kind of put his name on it. I think I appreciate God what it was Kente stole. And he didn't even read it. And yeah, he probably was wearing Kente cloth and kneeling with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, that's why it wasn't there. We hear the voices of the peaceful protesters who have marched. We can and must do better to root out systemic racism in its many forms, he said. Well, what the fuck are you doing about it? He doesn't want the day. He's he's like every day except for Sunday because that's my brunch day. Yeah. No, I can't do it before nine. See, I got this tea time. I'm all for equality except for in between nine and two. Yeah, sorry. I can't have it there because like I like I enjoy my mimosas. Yeah, we can't do it during July because see we have the summer thing that we do. Um, yeah. All the families just kind of bring their kids and it's just like a real it's a big party and you know there's there's food and there's music and yeah I'm sorry but we can't really uh, we can't really do anything about that right now. But maybe we can pencil you in for some uh, racial equality. Uh, let's see uh, how September. Yeah. Is that going to work for you? Yeah. Be right around the school time. You know, you can bring it back. You can talk about your CRT and yeah. your, your critical race theory. You know, you can just impress all the people around you. Yeah. After Labor Day, of course. After Labor Day. Yeah, of course. Because we still want to make sure that we're, you know, because listen, it's not me. It's the club. Like, there's yeah. certain policies involved and there's certain rules that we have to follow. But Man. trust me when I tell you they're on your side. Yeah. I just go here. What are you going to do? I just come here, yeah. It's, like, it's just, it's just. I've been. It's my father and his father and his father yeah, before him. It's a family that. tradition. So I mean, it's really like honestly, it's it's better for you if I'm here on the like on the inside working gonna, for you. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I'm here rooting for you. Yeah, think about you know? me as like your secret agent. If I'm not here, there's no one rooting for you. There's so nobody rooting, rooting for, you. for you if if yeah. you're here. If I'm not here, how, like, how would there ever be any change? There's never going to be any. Hey, you can't change it from the outside, right? Right, change it from the inside. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna um, actually. Can I? Can you just? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's seven hundred dollar a glass champagne. I'm just gonna take that. Thanks. Um, so you can see yourself out, right? Yeah, you didn't. Uh, 
you didn't give your car keys to the valet. <laughs> That's right. You can't. You can't. They, they don't even. They don't even let you in. But um, uh, send me an email. Send me an email tomorrow, and we're gonna. We're, I'll double back, and we'll we'll discuss this a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. So, cheating wives, other. <laughs> cheating wives. Dateline. Former Major League Baseball player suing pastor over alleged affair with wife. Retired baseball star Ben Zobrist has filed a lawsuit alleging that his former minister had a sexual relationship with his wife and defrauded his charity foundation. According to to the Chicago Tribune, Zobrist is seeking $6 million in damages in the lawsuit against Byron Yawn, his former pastor and his current CEO of Nashville area counseling firm. Byron Yawn. What do you think that guy looks like? Um, he looks like... I think he looks like um, Al Portland from uh, Tool Time. Oh, you are very wrong, sir. Am I? You are super wrong. I mean, I just... I, I, I shot. I dribbled. I shot. It hit the back. It hit the top of the backboard. Yeah, no. He looks like... Uh, I don't know. I'll figure out who he looks like in just a second. But uh, the lawsuit was was reportedly filed last month in Nashville Circuit Court. Zobris and his wife, Juliana, started attending the Community Bible Church in 2005. Jan, the senior pastor at the church, reportedly started serving as the couple's premarital counselor that year. Damn. Jan is no longer associated with the church. Zobrist, who won the 2016 World Series with the Chicago Cubs, claims he repeatedly sought counseling from Jan in the years that followed, including when he was experiencing heavy anxiety and depression. Damn. Uh, Jan also uh, officiated the public dedication of the couple's three infant children. Now, here's where it gets spicy. Oh, we're... Okay. This is not this is not spicy. You ready? We're gonna throw a little slappy mama on this story real quick. All right. In twenty eighteen, Jan allegedly started having daily conversations with Juliana and began secretly pursuing an intimate relationship with her a month later. Zobers claims Jan regularly started meeting her for sex by the following spring. Zobers said that while Jan was still serving as a counselor, he kept having his relationship with Juliana and the two started using burner phones to keep it a secret. Damn. Ben and Juliana filed for divorce in 2019. He missed significant time with the Cubs that season and lost about $8 million in income while trying to fix his marriage. The lawsuit claims Juliana admitted to the relationship with Jan last summer. While he was allegedly sleeping with Juliana, Jan was also working for Zobris Charity and making $36,000 annually for doing so. Bruh. What? There's a lot to unpack here. What? Um... Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Ah, I figured out who he looks like. This pastor, he kind of looks like, uh, like, um, he looks like Jeff Brooks. You know who that is? Who's Jeff Brooks? I made that name up. He looks like uh, someone named Jeff who's related loosely to Garth Brooks. <laughs> So he looks like maybe Garth's cousin, okay. half brother maybe, not full brother, but like half a half brother. Bro- of Garth. Oh, oh, Jeff. Or no, you know who he looks like? He looks like Chris Gaines. <laughs> he looks like Chris Gaines. Okay, so what do you think about all this, man? Cheating wife, cheating on a 
major league baseball player with a pastor. With a pastor that is employed by the baseball player. That is employed by the baseball player. Wow. Pretty crazy. That's the spicy meatball. How do you handle that? Me? Yeah, like if that if if you, oh my girl my girl's never cheating on me. If you're Benzo, my why? girl's never cheating on me. I'll tell you why. Forty five minutes, nineteen seconds. Cause I's, I eats the pussy, and I dicks down the pussy, and I takes care of home. That's all this is about. This man, Zobrist, said he was dealing with anxiety and depression. Okay? That's a very real thing. But, and while I do admire his ability and his commitment to going to see his pastor about that, that takes something a little bit more, I would say, professional. Absolutely. So maybe he would, should have gotten, gotten to see a therapist. Absolutely. Right? That I do agree with. 100%. Maybe going to get some sort of professional help, getting yeah. maybe some drugs or seeking other, some, some other sure. kind of treatment. For sure. Had he done that, maybe he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to let the marriage fall apart. Maybe she wouldn't have been looking for something somewhere else and found it in someone who she was close to. Religion's such a fucking grift, dude. It is a very big grift, but that's not, that's grift, not like, I'm not even, I haven't even gotten to that yet. Okay. I'm talking about just the pure... Yeah, relationship yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, but no, for sure. Like, you can't just go talk to just a random other person. Like, no. you talk to a trained professional. Yes. Because I think we're talking about, uh, like, you know, people like relationship experts. And you're all, and I think so. Well, like, who are relationship experts? I was like, therapists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, therapists. Uh, like, you should go see an actual licensed therapist, uh, a professional that can assess your situation and not just a pastor or, you know what I mean? Because, like, you don't know that pastor might try to fuck your wife. I yeah. don't know. Like you just, you gotta talk to like at least try to go to the stream professional about that about that first. I've really done a one eighty when it comes to cheating in my thirty six years on this planet. How so? When I was in my I guess late teens, early twenties, I would have been like, this is the final straw. Like I would never speak to, I would never cheat. I would never speak to somebody that cheats. It's the ultimate disrespect is to, now i'm just like i get it i think it just depends on what how what you and how you quantify cheating though because to me it's like cheating physically mm-hmm. so that i can understand because mm-hmm. you never stop wanting other people that's true so i so that i could i can definitely understand it happening there's something ultimately attractive about strange of course and it's not even the act itself here's what's attractive about strange it's getting someone new to want you, and the and, and the variety they're in. You know, like there's a lot of variety in there. <laughs> there too, is a like, lot of variety in there. So uh, yeah, it's just that. It's like what, it's one. Is you remember that episode of Martin when he goes to the gym and he takes off the wedding ring? Yeah. And he's like, he's he's marvelled at the power that the wedding ring has. Yeah. Because he wants to see if he just still has it because yeah. he's been married, and he takes it off, and like all the women are just like you know fawning over him. It's, that's, that's a very real thing. Like, I think guys especially, and sometimes women, but I think guys especially, every once in a while, we just want to see if we still got it. I think it, no, it goes both ways. I think it does. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, we're, we're talking about Ben's Opus cheating. Yeah. Right? So yeah, like, I, oh yeah, because like, that's why I can understand cheating, but, you know, 
But when it comes to like the mental or like the, you know, the emotional connection that you have with somebody else. Yeah. That's something else entirely. That is just insane. Like, yeah. Cause I, like, I always, I, I told people, like, I think, I think I was telling someone, I'd, I'd be more affected if, like, Amanda couldn't come to me with, like, I'd be, I'd be more affected if she had someone else she could confide in more mm-hmm. than me as opposed to her just, like, cheating on me. Yes. Like, physically. Like, I think that, I felt the other, the other one would hurt more. It's like her being able to, like, her being able to be open more open with someone else than myself. Right. Or hurt me a lot more than her just cheating on me. Yes. I agree. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, look. But this is still weird. <laughs> this is still weird. It's, and it's only weird because it's a pastor. Like, if it was his best friend or, like, maybe even another player, like a teammate, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty sketchy. But, you know, I get it. But, you know, again... It's these people it's who, are in these, who are in these positions of power and fucking abusing right. that power. It's the pastor. They're abusing that position. That fucking grift, dog. I'm telling you, man. It is a grift, dude. Uh, Don't live the life you rap about, dog. No. Like you're better off fucking with like a like a dope boy, because at least you know what they're about. Yeah. You know these pastors, they pull the, the the wool over your eyes. You know. Yeah. And then fuck your girl. Okay. You only got one story left. So we're down to the final category, and this is a doozy. All right, it is because I remember I, I want I, I I kept trying I wanted the other like every time I was like I'm gonna wait for it. Yeah, you gotta wait for this one. Um, last was I think it was last week or was it two weeks ago? We talked about the bodies of school children being found at this oh, site in Canada, sheesh. and we were like, wow, this is like one of the worst oh, things sheesh. I've ever heard in my life, yeah. and it got worse. Oh sheesh, Dateline. Over 600 bodies found at an indigenous school in Canada. Leaders of indigenous groups in Canada said Thursday investigators have found more than 600 unmarked graves at the site of a former residential school for indigenous children, a discovery that follows last month's report of 215 bodies found at another school. The bodies were discovered at the Maryval Indian Residential School, which operated from 1899 to 1997, where the Cowasess First Nation First Nation is now located, about 85 miles east of Regina, the capital of Saskatchewan. A search with ground-penetrating radar resulted in 751 hits, indicating that at least 600 bodies were buried in the area. Uh, the radar operators have said the results could have a margin error of about 10%. We want to make sure when we tell our story that we're not trying to make numbers sound bigger than they are. I like to say over 600, just to be assured, Chief Cadmus Delor- Delorme of the Cow Assassination. Um, okay, this is devastating. This is awful. But... I found it important to mention this again because I think often, you know, we overlook just how devastating the colonization of North America had been on the indigenous people here. And I think that even more so in Canada, where as Americans, we have this, you know, 
broad stereotype of Canadians as being, you know, very chipper and happy and polite. And for the most part, they are. Shout out to Ryan from the Worst of the Best podcast. We love that dude. He's the best. Um, but Canada has its fair share of dark history dealing with the indigenous people as well. So um, I think it's important, you know, I'm not sure what kind of coverage our news gets here in America, but I do see reports on, you know, Canadian broadcast channels and the BBC and on Al Jazeera. So I know that they showed the protests last summer all over the country after the murder of George Floyd. And so I, I kind of think it's important for other countries to get that same kind of exposure here. And I know that we are not a huge news source, but I think that the more we share these kinds of stories, the more familiar people will get with the origins of why these stories are so important. Um, this sucks. This is terrible. But maybe this is the start that the healing can start for, for a lot of people. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it, it reminds me of it reminds me of like the stereo, the storyline on the wire where they would just like put bodies in those abandoned houses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same it's thing. Like because if getting, nobody's if nobody's looking for you. Yeah. And they put you in a place that nobody is is concerned with. Yeah, they're like well, they're not gonna fight you like later, later. They, you don't exist. Exactly, and that's what it remind me of that like when you told me that it remind me of that scene where they're just like putting the bodies away in those like in those, in those abandoned houses in the wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a crazy way to start that season off when you see Snoop just walking into the hardware store and she's buying that saw. Yeah. And you're like, where the fuck is she buying a saw for? And it's like, oh, it's to cut the fucking doors off of these, uh, you know, abandoned buildings so that they can put dead bodies in there, man. That shit was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm personally going to keep my eye on these t- kinds of stories. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that this is not going to be the last time that they find... But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like it operated until '97, dude. Like 1997. Yeah, it's crazy because like, I mean, you like this isn't long ago. And that's the thing. Like, you also can't think this is the last one you're gonna find either. No. Because like you found one with 200, and I found one with 600. Like there's gotta like this is this is a pattern. Yes. Yeah. That's frightening as fuck. Who you got for the spotlight this week? I'm gonna pick uh, Billy Porter. Billy. Motherfucking Porter. The human meme. Yeah. Why Billy Porter? Um, I just started watching. I, started, I watched Pose for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's in like a one episode of season one. Yep. And like he's also in like, a, I think he's going to be in like American Horror Story. And he's very talented. Yes. And I'm trying to think of that. Like, I think he's really talented. I feel like he's... um. He's kind of a movement in his own right. Like if he just came out and said he's like HIV positive. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's like he's representative for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are going to become more and more important than they have been. Like than me growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like that's going to be. It's like I think that I feel like now they're 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 kind of getting a like they've always had a voice. I feel like their voice become more mainstream, which is important. Yeah. And he's one of of those mainstream voices, so I respect him for that. You know what the dopest thing about Billy Porter is? Is that he was born three days before I was in 1969. He was born September 21st, 1969. It's a good birthday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. 
Um, that's a recent development is that he came out with his uh, HIV positive diagnosis. I think yeah. I think he only disclosed that a couple months ago. Yeah. So he's been living with that um, since 2007. I mean, look, that AIDS HIV thing, you know, like I, I know that it's kind of taken a back seat in our, you know, zeitgeist, but it's still a very real thing out there. Yeah. Um, and it affects a lot of people. It is not gone. It is not done with. So, you know, like, just just keep that in the back of your mind, man. Um, but yeah, shout out to Billy Porter, man. Good dude. Uh, my spotlight is going to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ha. Huh. This week. Um, you want to talk about somebody who I wished had existed when I was a kid? Ugh. Bro, I was so into space. I was so into space as a kid. Like I had all the books on the planets and on stars and like I had constellations like all over my room and shit like that. Like I was big into space. So if I had to do like Neil deGrasse Tyson out there who was like constantly talking about how cool space was and doing the show Cosmos and putting it on Netflix and making it look all dope and shit like that and just being kind of a funny dude and being approachable about science and making science look cool. I'd been all about that shit. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a photo of a young Neil deGrasse Tyson when he was wrestling? What? Yeah, he was a wrestler. No. Like amateur wrestler, not professional wrestler. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, dude was fucking jacked. Was he? he? Was, yeah. He was he was a fucking brick shit house, dude. So uh, imagine that. Like that guy's pinning you down and then just spewing off facts about Neptune in your ear as he's like beating your ass. <laughs> like that's the ultimate disrespect. But nah, man. Um Harvard University, University of Texas, Columbia University. I mean, all the schools. He's from the Bronx. Well, so you're going to all of them. All of them. All the dope ones. All the schools. Um, and he's got a podcast, Star Talk. So if you guys haven't listened to Star Talk Radio, the podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson, definitely go do that. Don't do it right now. Wait until we're finished and then go listen to it. Yeah. Do you have an education for the week? I do not. Cool. You're a little faded, huh? I'm tired. Oh, you're tired. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you worked all week, so. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get this out of the way so you can go ahead and take your nap or sleep, whatever it is you do. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're going to be doing after this. But, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, at State Your Take. Like I said, we don't, we don't participate. We just spectate. We're just lurking eyes. Lurking eyes, watching lurking you. Lurking eyes. Um... Check out our merch store if you really want to. It's in the link in our bio. Uh, you can subscribe to our playlist, the State Your Take list on uh, Spotify. Um, did you add your songs yet? I did. Okay, good. I did. So I can make it, so I can I can link it and stuff like that? Yeah, like I, I just went like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put some trap shit in here. Okay, cool. Um, and that's going to be changing every week, guys. So you listen to it this week, it's going to be different next week. Yep. And it's going to be different after that. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. Subscribe to that shit. Um, what else? What else? Is that it? Uh, yeah, I guess we're still keeping that thing under wraps that we're doing. Yeah, we're still keeping it under wraps until like, well, I guess next month is July. All right, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you.
Gator Productions.